Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Nutrition by Eric podcast. It has been a while, and I am surprised it's been this long. Time got away from me a little bit. So uh, uh, regardless, I will wish you hello, bonjour, buen dia, good day, good morning, good evening, whatever. You know, in the, the U.S., we usually say either good morning, good afternoon, good evening. But in other parts of the world, they say good day, or they say in Spanish, buen dia. French, it's mean a bonjour, or they actually say bonjourni, which has the word journey, so it's like good journey. But it kind of covers the whole gamut, right? If I say good day, it doesn't matter if it's morning, noon, evening, night, the whole day, whatever part of the day you're in, good, fill in the blank. So I think it's peculiar, and I, I kind of like that I, that I kind of uh, notice those things, like why do we always, why do we not say good day? By and large, in the U.S., but other countries may, may they may do. England, I think, is it? I don't know. Any English people out there? Is it typical to say "Good day"? Good day to you, sir. Forgive me. That's that's not a, probably not a good English accent, but hopefully you get the idea in the spirit of the good wishes. So I'm here today to share with you more information. I thought of it, you know, an I and an E, to inform and encourage. That that's what I'm hoping to do with what I have for you. In fact, that's what I studied. IE also uh, stands for industrial engineering. That's what I studied in school. So maybe it's related, maybe it's not. But anyways, a few things I wanted to talk with you today, but mostly tools. You know, I I um, think of all the things that I really struggled with in life and how I really got off track and, and sometimes not having certain tools, not having guidance, not having a mentor, not having someone that kind of tap you on the shoulder or put your arm on your shoulder and just say, hey, well, what's going on? I, I think, you know, you seem a little lost or off track. And, you know, it's always nice to have someone to help you out of the woods, so to speak, out of a rough spot. But if you don't have that, at least in my experience, you can be in the woods and off track for quite a while. Surprisingly, then, I'll be very honest, it's, it's a... I've been off track sometimes more than I, I care to realize. But as they say, as the saying goes, the show must go on. So we try to hopefully do our best, whatever, you know, whenever we wake up in life. But I'm grateful for the tools. I think the tools have been instrumental, even though I haven't had the person in my life to say, hey, you know, can I, can I help you out here? You know, is there, is there something going on you need to, to talk about? And, you know, that's uh, I think we all if we, if you know if you if you can be that for someone, you know I think you would save that someone in your life, someone uh, a lot of trouble and heartbreak. Um, so let's talk today about tools. And one thing I was going through my notes, a podcast that I intended to talk uh, topics I intended to talk about, and one of them is meditation because that has been a very helpful tool. Always, you know, growing up in Florida, growing up in a Jewish family and Jewish. You know, well, it was a mix, but there's a lot of Jewish people, and I didn't find them necessarily encouraging. They didn't, they didn't encompass some of the values I had talked about moments ago. But, um, you know, it's, I always felt more attracted to the Eastern concepts, the Eastern philosophies slash religions. They kind of are interchangeable in a way, I think. But one thing I, I really like that I learned from my Buddhist teachings and exposures and zen and things 
like it is meditation. Just sitting there, closing your eyes, and being calm. Excuse me, a little bit of water to keep. Keeps wanting to come back up. But having a little um, quiet time, you know, just the concept. I don't know if other than Buddhism and Eastern religions have the time. You just sit, close your eyes. And you do such things as uh, being conscientious of your breath. They say, watch your breath, but no, I'm a little, a little more specific sometimes and say, conscientious of my breath. And then maybe conscientious of your thoughts. And they sometimes you would use the word mindful to be mindful of, your, of one's thoughts. Excuse me again. Wow. Little, little uh, burpees from the water here. Sorry about that. So um, being conscientious is, I think, important. And it's been helpful to me. Sometimes I will just, you know, a lot of times they use the analogy of having muddy water and the water and the, and the mud separate. The, the mud drops to the bottom and the water gets clear and remains on top. And that kind of happens in the thoughts with, for me at least, for meditation and just be quiet. Watch. Put. A, I usually put a timer on and get an app with a nice gong at the end, so it's not jarring. It's very gentle, and um, yeah, sometimes just five, ten minutes, sometimes more, will be enough to just let the thoughts settle. And you know, luckily, sometimes you just have a little bit of an aha, a little insight. So I use it as a tool and just really kind of you know get rid of the craziness chatter in the mind and uh excuse me a little late here and that's one tool that I use and I like to read a lot I don't read quite really as often as much as I would like but I've often thought of you know um, the old school thing the old school information like Dale Carnegie how to win friends and influence people and Napoleon Hill Think and grow rich, and then there was things that uh, kind of the Tony Robbins kind of books, and I never really was into it, but I can see the value. And uh, a little rah rah for me. I like the, I like the calmer information from the meditative type of people. <laughs> but you know, I really think of Dr. Joe Dispenza because he really wrote stuff in such a way that really kind of distilled and brought a lot of things together. And I always like that. I like the concept of the integrator. I don't know if that's like an architect, archi archetyped integrator. I'm actually going to make a note. The integrator is to bring a lot of, the synthesize, synthesizer, not the instrument, but, or maybe the instrument, not, not as a musical instrument, but as a human um, synthesizer to synthesize multiple things. I just find that fascinating. Um, and I think that's encouraging. You know, a lot of people, I think, they struggle because they don't have tools and they have come to conclusions that maybe they shouldn't. I met someone recently. I thought, you know, young lady, she seemed sad. I could kind of sense she was, I didn't know what was going on, but I felt she was coming to a conclusion in her mind that um, made her sad. And I'm not perfect, just to kind of put that out there, so I, I don't think I'm, I'm trying to preach. But, you know, when you get into what, you know, you 
have to kind of have, I think, the, a good mix of practical and metaphysical or spiritual or alternative or whatever term you want to use because I think they really work together. But our society is kind of built that people who are into alternative stuff, which is sometimes called woo-woo or hippie or people that do drugs and they see really kind of unusual things and they think maybe differently. Some of these people struggle with the practical things, you know, maybe making a living and paying the rent and career planning and, you know, maybe they're just activating one side of the brain or other people in the opposite camp activate the other side of the brain. And I think it's good to do both. What about you? So, uh, yeah, I encourage you, you know, I'll in, like I'm true to my my mission statement for this podcast, I will inform and, and encourage. I will inform you to look for tools. You know, like I've mentioned some things, you know, I mean, we have it so, so easy these days. You know, you can have any information on any subject at any time. You know, I grew up on that kind of cusp. I grew up where up to like my, my 20s, you, you wanted to get information. You had to get down to the library or the bookstore. You had to have a cassette, cassette player. And then shortly after that, it was a, D, a CD or DVD and a player for each of those. Now, my gosh, with the internet and a laptop or a tablet or a, a, f a cell phone, mobile phone, whatever you want to call it, you can, you know, do a search and, you know, bring AI into the mix. My gosh, you have almost, I mean, really almost anything at your fingertips. Now, I will warn you that, of course, you know, we have lived in what's called a duality kind of world and you know for every you know there's good and there's bad and, you know there's a lot of tricksters so for every good thing out there there's somebody I think trying to trick somebody that they really really you know that's their thing they want to they want to um, trick you and they some people want you to be the best version of you hopefully you want to be the best version of you but I have to balance that you know uh some people don't, and you might be able to tell right away that every bad person, you know, has a, uh, a dark cape and a, and, a, and a look that's a dead giveaway. Sometimes people want to cloak and, and disguise their intentions, so you always have to kind of be on the, on the lookout. And then even people who mean well, sometimes they slip and they've got a bad temper or they've got, you know, ulterior motives that they're not even aware of. And so... Keep that in mind if you're not already going to be vigilant. But, you know, look into things. There's some things maybe, maybe there's, you know, a book with an answer to your, to your question or there's some kind of activity, whether it's meditation or prayer or journaling or, you know, a group that's um, helpful for you, whether it's secular or religious or maybe there's something a little bit in between. You know, so I think it's, um, I think we all, you know, most, maybe, if not all, but most people struggle on some level. And they don't always know what the answer is, or they know the answer and it's willpower, you know, whether you smoke and you want to stop smoking, or you eat bad and you want to eat better, and you, you, you know, may know what to eat and just can't give up the cookies or the cake or whatever. 
But yeah, this, I just want to encourage you. There are ways, and there are even ways to psychologically um, trick yourself in a good way. One of the tools I like, it took me a couple of years, is I, I don't know what the exact name is, but I'm going to call it the ramp-in method, where you you start to get a habit created. So if you want to do something, you want to go to the gym, or you want to start writing, and you want to do it on the regular, you start doing a little bit every day, so it becomes part of your routine. If you can get in, you know, actually just about as minimal as you want, start with one minute, five minutes, whatever you feel comfortable in, and you, you can stick with for a good amount of time, at least a week or two, you start to have the familiarity. And then it's, it's, it starts, it's just like, you know, it grows roots, so to speak. And you can start doing that activity you want, and it becomes f so familiar, you can do it without really having the willpower. And then you can, so it becomes, so you, you know, put five minutes in a day for a week or two or three, and then you ramp up to 10 minutes. And then, you know, whether you use kind of a Fibonacci ramping up where maybe you go five, 10, 15, you know, 18, you know, you can go weird numbers like that. Or whatever works for you, basically. And um, read about it and then just get the habit going. And then it becomes so ingrained, it's not that hard just to do it. And then it's hard, it's kind of weird not to do it. You know, it kind of feels weird like if you do it, if you brush your teeth every night, it feels weird if you don't brush your teeth, right? shower or whatever so habits can be very powerful and you can kind of work your way in you don't have to feel like okay i must start with an hour every immediately that can be kind of turn off and i think of a lot of times i could have done that and like oh if i only ramped in to this activity 10 years ago <laughs> i would have had 10 years of an hour a day or whatever you know you can be real specific you can say okay well i'm going to work my way up to an hour a day, five days a week, because in a year, what's that? You got, you do the math. It's 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 um it's, it's a good amount of time. You know, you get, I forget they did the math. Before it's like 40, 50 hours a year. Yeah, fifty-two weeks. You see, you do fifty weeks. Take two weeks off. An hour a day, five hours a week. Fifty times five, 250 hours. And if you ramp your way in, and half the time is ramping in, so you've got an average half hour a day, it's still 125 hours, not too shabby. Okay, so I hope this is helpful, and I hope you find other tools. There's there's so many tools out there. You can have energetic tools, some people like Reiki, there's pranic healing. There's usually a group for pranic healing, I found, and the um, creator, I think his name is pronounced Master Chokaksui, he's a Filipino, he's a Filipino guy, and he created uh, in the you know, the pranic healing group, so it would be done all over the world at least once a week, I think. Uh, you know, and then there's other groups. So you know, there's lots of tools in the uh, in the energetic realm, in the in the scientific realm, in the practical realm. You know, there's work of psychology. Uh, there's I know that guy. What's his name? Dr. Andrew Huberman. You know, there's people who know about biohacking, and you know, you start kind of trying things. Other podcasts, other websites. As you kind of start digging around, usually you find I think something that will help solve a problem you may have. So that's about it. Kind of a short one today. Kind of a.
trying to follow my own advice, ramp into a, a podcast again. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I would like to mention, well, I will, I will like, I would like to mention, uh, if you haven't already, please check out my website. It's under construction. I'm reconstructing it, but it's nutrition by Eric at the show name that dot com. And I have some merchandise. I've, I've recreated my infamous Broccoli Fists logo, where it has the word broccoli spelled across the eight knuckles of the fingers of the eight fingers. Usually they put, hold them in a fist when you um, have that and a few other things. And uh, I'm also promoting, I've been promoting a few products with affiliate partnerships. And I'll slowly start releasing them. One is the, the, is the Nutter. So... Go to my website, please, and, and look for the link for that. And if you want to learn how to make your own delicious homemade nut milk, almond milk, and uh, things like that. Okay, so that's about it for today. I hope this helps you. If it does, uh, please leave a leave a like on, on the platform you're on. Leave a positive review. These are some simple things I think you can do to help spread the word. Um, and also, I haven't... Um, updated my YouTube too much, but I have a few posts on the standard social medias, Instagram. Nope, that's been giving me trouble, so let's get that. Um, there's some stuff there, uh, as well as Twitter and a little bit of my Facebook. Everything just ends with slash Nutrition by Eric, usually. All right, so that's it. Uh, check back. I should have another episode up again soon. So until next time, take care.